Hello, everyone. This is Meena Puri, host of the weekly podcast, Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. The podcast is inspired by what shows up during my practice, working with my clients, and I share the concepts that kind of show up that might be helpful for others to hear. So in this podcast, I want to talk about two things. They are similar, but they need to be talked about separately. One is the diagnosis, the medical diagnosis, and the another one is labels. They are related, but different nonetheless. So first one is the medical diagnosis. I um, come across that, you know, with every single client, because in taking their complete history, I find out the medical diagnosis, what, you know, whether it was hypertension or arthritis or bipolar disorder or clinical depression, et cetera. And in dealing with these um, diagnoses, medical diagnoses, and the impact on the client's mental emotional state is interesting. So recently, um, I've had two cases with um, the diagnosis of bipolar disorder. The entire problem was accepting the diagnosis and, or rather, the problem was being uh, labeled, being uh, put in a box of this medical diagnosis that the client was having such a hard time getting out of. And, you know, as I think deeper about this, I, in the medical system, it may be necessary to put, to give the symptoms a name. So it can be written down. So a protocol can be developed. And so there's a, you know, a medication that matches those symptoms. And so, but on for the client, these medical diagnoses are nothing but limiting in many cases, um, but utterly painful when the diagnosis is made about a person's mental and emotional state. And I really have not, unless, you know, just the ease of writing down what the diagnosis is, apart from that, I have not found a benefit to the client of these medical diagnostic terms. What happens is suppose, you know, somebody is given the label, like I just mentioned, bipolar. This is an information coming from an authoritative source that you have bipolar disorder. That information goes into the subconscious of the client's psyche and they begin to identify with it. As they begin to identify with it, the identification creates almost like a box, a mental box or a limitation for them, which at the net, at the, you know, the pure essence of our being is brings such a big conflict internally. And I think the, the diagnosis creates more problems than it actually helps. So they begin to think, well, I'm bipolar disorder. And especially when it's a diagnosis about your somebody's mental and emotional state, there is such a negative connotation 
with it to begin with. Then secondly, they just don't feel okay. They feel they are wrong. Something is wrong. They cannot do certain things because they are bipolar. They begin to become fearful of their disorder because they think that um, they're not going to be able to behave normally in a social setting. Um, so, and it creates such a limitation in the mind that they can't think beyond the diagnosis. So if you're listening to this, you know, I don't know if there are diagnoses that, you know, you have heard or you personally are dealing with. So this is how, how do we, how do we reconcile that? On the medical world, it may be unnecessary to have a diagnosis because for the ease of describing the symptoms, for the ease of matching a drug and the for ease of communication amongst other specialists and the ease of, you know, writing down the client's history and all of that. So here's what I, you know, what I kind of, you know, recommend or suggest to my clients is when you hear a diagnosis, leave that for the medical practitioner. It's for really for their ease. What's for you is to understand the, the depth of the symptoms and really the cause of the behavioral um, in the cause of your behavior, for example, in the case of um, bipolar disorder, and why that behavior comes about, where does that come from, and bringing awareness to the inner environment that has led them to that behavior, getting to the root cause of it, having a bigger and a deeper understanding. So when we know where a disorder is coming from in the Ayurveda world, we really don't call it disorder. It's like, it's really an assault um, to the client's psyche to tell them they have a disorder. What the term that's used is imbalance. Anybody can have an imbalance. So when you see how that just changing the language from a disorder to an imbalance, changes your thinking so that when you're talking about imbalance, we're like, how did the imbalance come about? Why is the imbalance there? Why is it my, my psyche is adopting these behaviors? What am I trying to overcome? What am I trying to defend? What am I trying to cope with? And that's actually the case. So when we understand where the imbalances are coming from, we can then offer, we can then find a solution at that level without knowing where the symptoms are coming from and just harping on the symptoms, staying on the same frequency and the same level to find a solution for them. It's, it's a very naive way to look at a disease, look at a disorder, and then to actually think you can solve it at that plane. Just solve it at the same vibration, same frequency, and the same thought process. It just doesn't happen. That's why when we talk about health and healing, these are two different things. Many people think that they're physically very healthy because they don't have any symptoms. But healing is a much bigger and a deeper concept. Healing has to do with where your whole body, mind, spirit is aligned, where you become a conduit of the universal uh, truth or light 
and how you relate with the environment around you, where you are radiating light, where the mind is focused, there's satisfaction and fulfillment at the soul level and the body is naturally healthy. So healing has a whole different uh, flavor to it, whole different aspect than what health is. In order to heal, we can't continue to harp on the diagnosis and keep finding specialists or medications because they're all done at the physical level, at the same level of thinking, at the same level of consciousness. Healing happens when we raise the level of our awareness, raise the level of our consciousness, because in that, the possibilities are limitless. So when I talk to the clients about their imbalances and where they're coming from and why it's happening, when they understand the, their makings of their inner world, they feel empowered. They don't feel crazy. They feel empowered. So when they understand, oh my God, this is what, this is exactly the truth. This is what happened in my childhood. This is what happened. This is what really happened. This is what I feel and think when I have that episode. When they begin to go deeper, and it really means we're raising the level of our awareness, now we have possibilities. Now we have limitless possibilities in order to heal. Instead of just the medication route, we have limitless possibilities. So I think that the, let's leave the diagnosis for the ease of the medical world. For the client or the patient, I use the word client. Patient implies really somebody is sick. And when we, you know, again, it's the mindset of the practitioner. Nobody's sick when they come to me. I don't want to put that in their head. I want them to understand what's going on on the physical body, why? What's going on on the mental, emotional level? How the interconnectedness of their entire being? What are they, how are they creating it? Why are they creating it? So they, they you know, so it's like, I'm not crazy. I'm doing something because I'm, this is, I'm trying to overcome this or I'm trying to do this. At the end of the day, this is why we do what we do because be unknown to us, we're trying to fill a gap somewhere. So when we empower the clients with that thought process, with that level of depth and understanding and wisdom, they begin to connect the dots and they feel powerful. They feel powerful because they understand why they're behaving the way they're behaving. And then they find other ways, other ways of balancing themselves. And that's the whole you know, way of thinking, shifting your mindset and the lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. It's endless. The, the way to help a client with any diagnosis, there, there's so many different modalities because lifestyle is not just limited to the food that we eat or the herbs that we take. Lifestyle is like, who are you? How are you being in this world? How are you being in the environment? How are you thinking? What is your psyche? What's the inner world? What is your relationship with the, with the universe? What's your relationship with the spirituality? Can you become a, a, an organism, a multi-layered, multi-dimensional organism instead of this three-dimensional physical body that is just, uh, you know, limited and thinking that I am just the body. If I have this disease and this disorder, this is the pill I take. 
So to heal is to go deeper than the body. To heal is to raise a level of consciousness. To heal is to go into this wider, deeper umbrella in that you're going to find solutions for you, the well-being of your entire being, not just the eradication of symptoms. Because symptoms, you get rid of them in one place. If we don't go into the deeper cause of the symptoms, they're going to show up somewhere else, right? So health is not just about oh, you know, I am symptom-free or my numbers are right. That's not just health. That, that, that's a very limited use of the word health. Health is the health is a healthy is a person whose body, mind, and spirit is aligned. They're living a purposeful life that's fulfilling them and that's giving a sense of satisfaction so they can really be a conduit of goodness and wellness in the universe and they are one with the whole of creation. So now you see the possibilities that exist beyond a diagnosis. And many times when people come with, oh, I have arthritis. When they think about arthritis and they even Google the information, you get from, you get all the way to the very worst cases of arthritis where people are bedridden, they're paralyzed, they cannot move around. They have, you know, joints are swelling up. They cannot do daily functions. But when we understand the arthritis is really an imbalance in the elements of um, heat element, and there's uh, there's a toxification that's going on in the body that has become chronic. And now we are looking at something that we can actually do something with. When it's just arthritis, the only option we have is to take a pill. But when there's an imbalance in the heat element, in the there's toxicity in the body, now we're thinking, well, how the heck did I create it? So how can I uncreate it? That's where the empowerment comes from, where we can make choices, where we can do things to better our health. So I don't care what diagnosis you're given. Please don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. Let it be for the ease of your doctors. Go deeper into the diagnosis. Ask why, what, where, how. And that's where your power is going to come from. That's where your healing is going to come from. That's where you're going to feel like, okay, you're not, you're not crazy. There's nothing, there's not anything wrong, wrong with you. You can really live in this world fulfilled, healthy, aligned, and happy. That's the whole point of medicine. That's the whole point of the, the, the health and the healing. So, that's one topic. So that's my message for the medical diagnosis. I think you get the point. I can talk about many other you know, illnesses and the symptoms. It's pretty much the same thing, okay? It's really looking at what is the imbalance? Where is it coming from? How did it come about? How did I create it? If I created it, I can uncreate it. That's the power that we have. And ultimately, time after time after time, I've seen in my practice that it doesn't matter for so many cases. It doesn't matter how long we have done something not the, not that's, that's not healthy for the body, mind, soul. When we begin to make changes, the body is so forgiving. They begin to heal. Living with the disease or symptoms for 70 years, I've had clients who come after in, in their 70s, and they've had these issues, whether it's asthma or allergies or constipation or sleep issues or stomach issues, they begin to make changes. They begin to make changes, and within a matter of weeks, even their doctors say, oh, my God, you look really better. The symptoms go away. They begin to feel healthy. Now, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that 70 years 
of the whole trying to work with their body, trying to get healthy. All they got was a diagnosis. All they got was medication. Nobody told them that they could actually um, create their health. They could actually reverse their symptoms. They could actually feel better. So that's, I mean, that tells a lot that how much needs to be changed in our medical system, how much needs to be changed with the, with the way the, the patients think about their health. So there's a, you know, a lot of changes are needed in this field here. So the next thing that I wanted to do, which is very similar, is, um, what is that? What did I say? Oh, labels, labels. Um, you know, I've used the word labels, but really there's many other words that I can use with it, but let's just go with the labels. And I'm going to talk about, you know, um, just simple labels that are seemingly harmless, like you're lazy. You're not going to be a good mom. You don't know how to do this. So they're seemingly harmless, right? Um, in, you know, 20, 30, you know, when people, we're still learning, you know, that our, what we say, what we think, what we feel, how we communicate has a huge impact on the person that we're talking to on our kids. But we didn't have that awareness here 40, 50 years ago. So those are the clients that I'm working with because, you know, there was a lot of uh, critical parenting, neglect, and far worse. Again, what happens, this is external information coming from an authoritative source that just seeds into your subconscious. When I say seed, if you put into your subconscious saying you are bad, what comes back is you are bad. And we, you don't even know that you are working with this paradigm of you are bad. Paradigm is a belief, is a set of patterns that create a belief that you are bad. When you have that at the foundation, it is not possible to make wise choices. It is not possible to feel empowered. You may run here and there, you know, trying to change this temporarily, trying to change that temporarily, but it's temporary because the paradigm, like the operating system that is running the show, it's like, you are bad. You're just simply not capable of doing anything. So that that, you know, when we talk about the inner critic, the inner critic comes from a critical caretaker. So how do we overcome that? First of all, is to understand that, you know, the, 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 how the subconscious believes that you are bad, lazy, fill in the blanks. And um, again, looking at deeper, understanding where this came from how we pick that um, paradigm up. And one thing that we, we don't understand is that our belief systems are not meant forever. From time to time, we have to upgrade our belief system, right? We're living in the times you're doing the pandemic where everything we thought was normal, was real, is being shattered. All of our way of being, thinking and feeling are being challenged. This is a time of healing and growth. So we, the belief systems are not meant forever. There's a time when they work 
when they stop working, it's time to change the paradigm. It's time to change the patterns. It's time to change the belief system. And it's not hard. We could be working with the paradigm for decades. But once we have the realization of thinking, oh, I don't need that anymore. I can replace it. We change it. We decide to change it. We change it. So when we look at the, the inner critic, which comes from a critical parent, there's a need to understand that the critical parent is a criticized child who never healed. And so how the, you know, the, the, the energy gets passed on, the patterns get passed on, the mental subconscious patterns structures are all energy, right? We can't put our hand on it. I can't show you where that pattern is. It's energy. Mind is energy. So, so when we have a deeper understanding and, you know, when we think of authority as a young children, we think, you know, a coach is an authority figure, a teacher is an authority figure, a doctor is an authority figure, a parent is an authority figure. But as we get older, we understand that all of these authority figures are humans. They're humans. They don't know everything. They haven't healed themselves. So they give you what they have. They're just passing it on because they haven't figured out a way to heal it heal their own wounds. So a critical parent is a criticized child. So when you look at it that way, in a deeper way, you understand instead of thinking, oh my God, you really screwed me over, there's compassion. They didn't know to heal it. They didn't know something was wrong with it. At least we're living in times where we're like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. I can't live with this. How do I, we, we tune into how we feel internally and we seek help. Our parents didn't have that awareness. They just lived with it. They didn't even know it. So now, you know, in a way we're living in the best of times because the, our awareness is increasing. We are becoming aware of things that our parents did not. And, you know, as I often say to my clients, we are still learning to be, to, we're still learning to be human beings. We're learning that we are multidimensional beings. We're learning that our biggest, most powerful thing we have is a choice. We're also learning that we are the co-creators of our life. So these are the powers that our parents may not have known, but we are becoming aware that we have that. So it's really tuning into what is it that's coming up for you and realizing that it's our programming, it's our conditioning, it's our identification with it. Identification is, oh, I'm lazy, I'm fat, so no matter what I do. So no amount of diet or eating is going to change that unless we change the paradigm that I am fat. We have to change that. We can call it self-image. So that's the deeper work. That's the work of healing. And we are living in these wonderful times where the, the wisdom that can help us in this healing is available. It's not hidden anymore. It's become mainstream. It's available. It's available everywhere. So we can decide. 
So we don't have to live with the labels. We don't have to live with the diagnosis. It's really, that's just a little cover up. It's time to kind of push that aside and look what's underneath it. Look what's creating it. Look where it's coming from. Look what's causing it. So when we understand where the imbalances are coming from, then we can make changes at that level. That's the beauty of Ayurveda. It's a multi-layered approach. It goes deeper, digs deeper into the root causes. Because until we know what's causing a symptom, to put a Band-Aid on a symptom just at the physical level is temporary. To um, decide the health or the sickness of the body just by reading some numbers from technology. We are, you know, we're shortchanging the clients. We're shortchanging the people who are looking to us for help and guidance, and they're looking to heal. So that was the point of the episode today, and I hope that it's beneficial to you. And if you um, are interested in what I do, AyurvedicHealingCenter.com is my website. And uh, thank you so much for listening.